0: Johnson Wax program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dee Benaderet, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. The music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> How many square miles of furniture do you suppose you've polished in a lifetime? One of our listeners writes, In my 13 years of keeping house, I must have polished miles and miles of tables. After trying various furniture polishes, I happen to hit upon your Johnson's Cream Wax. I think it's your best product. Why don't you tell your audience about it? Well, now that's a good idea. As a matter of fact, this newest of Johnson's Wax Polishes is a wonderful product. And quite different from ordinary furniture polishes... In appearance, it's a creamy white liquid. In action, it not only cleans furniture, woodwork, and things like refrigerators with amazing ease, it also wax polishes them at the same time. Gives them all the lovely glow and shining beauty of a wax-polished surface. Being non-oily, Johnson's Cream Wax leaves a hard, dry, satin-smooth finish, too, which doesn't readily collect dust and dirt. The light dusting restores the shining beauty. So you save yourself hours of work. Try it, won't you? Johnson's Cream Wax. Cousin Salvador, the McGee's house guest, is a man who can take a hint. He has seen the menu dwindle from steak to chops to hamburger to hash. And he's leaving in the morning. In fact, he's packing right now. Packing away a solid breakfast as we meet River McGee and Molly. Have some more
1: scrambled eggs, Cousin Salvador? McGee, more
2: eggs? Yes, I don't Thanks mind. Thanks very much, Molly. Hate <laughs> hey, to take the last of them, but they sure are good. There's one more slice of bacon, Salvador, if you've got room on your plate for it. Why, well, shucks, I'll layer right on top. Thanks, River.
1: <laughs> McGee, have a biscuit. You've hardly eaten a thing.
0: You said it. The minute I reach for. I'll some... have a biscuit, Molly. Thanks.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Might as well take all three of them, I reckon. They are mighty small, ain't they? Yeah, they look awful small from over here, yeah. <laughs> By golly, fever, you sure married a good cook. Why, well, say, I've hit around with most of the relatives, and ain't none of them set a table like Molly
2: does.
1: Well, thank you, Cousin Salvador. Yeah, any more
2: jelly? Oh, sure is. Uh, thanks. Glass of water, Salvador? We got plenty piped right into the house.
0: <laughs> nope, thanks. Never drink it during meals. Throws my time and all off. <laughs>
1: To leave tomorrow morning, cousin Salvador. You're welcome to stay. As Why, well.
2: Molly? Of course he's got to leave. He's got a big job waiting for him out of town. Think of that,
0: out of town.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: Got to paint a whole block of flats this week, Molly. Now you use a special kind of paint for that. Flat paint. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I got to paint our garage this summer myself, Salvy. Yep, how many coats are you going to put on? Just one, if I get cold, I'll slip into a sweater To <laughs> you get it, kids? He says, how many coats am I going to put on? And purposely misunderstanding, I snaps right
3: it back This ain't funny, McGee
2: <laughs> uh, My gosh, and I'd figured on selling that one to Burns and Allen Burns and Allen? Well, my gosh, are they painters?
1: Well, they could be Things are always a little brighter after they've been there
0: Well, <laughs> I folks, excuse me, I'll get on down to the basement
2: I'm working on something want to get it finished before I leave. Nice breakfast, Molly. Pass me the salt and pepper, will you, Molly?
0: What do you want it for, dearie?
2: That's the only thing Salvador left on the table to eat.
1: Shall I scramble you some more eggs, dearie? No,
2: I guess not, thanks. I was merely... You're going to scramble some more eggs, Molly?
1: No, no, I guess not, Cousin Salvador. McGee was just... Okay, talking... let me
2: know if you do. How do you like that guy? He's a one-man food shortage.
1: What's he doing down in the basement?
2: Probably eating his way through the fruit cellar.
1: Oh, be serious now, McGee. What is he working on?
2: Oh, I'm not supposed to tell you. It's a secret. It's a going-away present for you. As if his merely going away wasn't enough of a gift.
1: Oh, my goodness. He shouldn't do anything like that. Heavenly days, if we can't entertain a relative for a few days, it's...
2: Who's that?
1: Well, I can't tell from here. We're in the kitchen this time, remember?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, they'll, they'll probably find us. Anybody
1: home? I'm here in the kitchen, doctor.
2: Good morning, Molly. And a stiff nod of recognition to you, bait boat. Hi, Band-Aid. What brings you out in broad daylight? Somebody turn over the flat rock you live under?
1: Have a cup of coffee, Doctor? I think it's still hot and there's just one cup left.
2: Don't you want it, Turtle Face? No, thanks, Gallworthy. I'm on a seven-day diet. A seven-day diet? What's that for?
1: His cousin Salvador has been here just seven days, Doctor.
2: He's leaving in the morning, which means that from now on I can reach for a slice of bread without pulling back a broken wrist.
1: Ah, Uh, here's your coffee, Doctor Pass the cream and sugar, McGee
2: No thanks, McGee I take it black It's a good thing you do, Aerosmith Salvador didn't leave enough cream To make a spot on the derby
0: Uh, By the way, Molly What have you done to your front hall? Looks different
1: Why, nothing that I know of, Doctor What's so different about it?
0: Search me I was wondering what What You're making faces
2: at me for You little aborigine
1: What is this, McGee? What have you done? Look, has this anything to do with what Cousin Salvador is working on? Well,
2: my gosh, it wasn't. He said it was. Oh.
0: Never mind, never mind. Far be it from me to pry into your boyish secrets. You never. I know, Molly. That antique table. It's gone.
1: What? My antique table that Aunt Sarah gave me right after we were married that I love so much? McGee. Yeah? Tell Mother this instant what's the fable of the table. <laughs>
2: Well, Salvador noticed it was kind of wobbly and no woodworking like he does, cabinet making and stuff. And he thought it was such a nice piece of furniture and all, he's fixing it up for you.
1: Oh, my goodness, isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. and if Dr. Gamble hadn't noticed it was gone, it would have been a complete surprise. Yeah.
0: well, I'm sorry if I put my foot in it, my dear, but I would have better cookies. Cookies? Who's got cookies? Sure work up my appetite down there in the basement. Oh, hi, Doc. Now, I don't go to any trouble now, Molly. Uh, just a handful of cookies and a glass of milk. Uh, I don't want to be any bother on my last <laughs> the orchestra and the Warsaw Concerto.
1: it certainly is nice of Cousin Salvador to fix up my antique table. What's he doing to it, do
2: I don't know, but you can trust him. I was going to clean it up and wax it for you myself, but Salvador's an expert.
1: Well, he's got plenty of time to do it today, too. Yeah. You would have had to sandwich it in with other jobs. Sandwiches? I
0: hear somebody
2: say they were making sandwiches,
0: Molly.
2: <laughs> no, Salvador, no. We just had breakfast 20 minutes ago. Oh, shucks. Seems like ours. Well, call me for lunch. Getting so, you don't dare mention F-O-O-D out loud around here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, heavenly days, dear. If you worked as hard as Cousin Salvador does, you'd have an appetite, too. Your idea of exercise is unfolding the morning paper.
2: He yeah. was, if I was an expert on restoring antique furniture, I'd be done... Come
1: in. Oh, hello there, Mrs. Carstairs.
4: Do come in. Thank you, my dear. Good day, Mr. McGee. Well,
2: this is a coincidence, Carsty. We were just discussing antiques...
4: I always suspected you had an interest in antiques, Mr. McGee. Yeah? Your hat itself is a museum
3: piece.
4: Mm. Oh, incidentally, my dear, what happened to that charming antique table you had in the hall? Well, that's what brought up the discussion, Millicent. McGee's cousin Salvador is fixing it up for me. I value that ta- table very highly in the hall. <laughs> Naturally, it's a splendid old heirloom. I personally have spent a small fortune on antiques, but I've never had a piece of furniture as lovely as that one. Yeah? Although, in 1929, at an auction, I bid on a pie crust table that... Pie was... crust? Did somebody say pie crust? <laughs>
0: pie... <laughs> no,
4: no, Cousin
2: Salvador.
1: We just mentioned a pie crust table. Oh, pardon me. Uh, Mrs. Carstairs, this is McGee's cousin, Salvador McGee. How do you do, Miss McGee?
2: Hiya, Carsty. How's everything? <laughs>
0: she
1: meant Cousin Salvador, McGee.
0: Morning, ma'am. Sorry, I can't be more sociable. I'm working on a little job down the basement. Excuse me.
4: Uh what were we saying? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. The table I bought at an auction. <laughs> Mr. Carstairs was carrying it downstairs for me one day, and I heard the most terrible crash. And then I heard Marie, the upstairs maid, say something about a broken leg, which frightened me horribly. Oh, dear. Until I discovered that it was my husband's leg and not the table. <laughs> Uh, by the way, have you given up painting, Mr. McGee? Yes, he has, Millicent. Oh, too bad. Such an interesting hobby. One of my ancestors, Sir Malcolm, was caught painter during the reign of Henry VIII, you know. No kidding. Was he really? What was his name? Sir Malcolm what? Agnesia. Oh, yes. Malcolm Agnesia. (laughs) I've heard of him. Uh, how did he get his title, Millicent? Oh, that's a fascinating story, my dear. It seems that as a joke, King Henry handed my ancestor a yardstick and said, Draw my portrait, fellow. But the painter said, I'm sorry, sire, I can't draw a ruler with a straight line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This pleased Henry so much that he knighted Sir Malcolm on the spot. Well, so nice to have (laughs) seen you. Good (laughs) day.
2: Sir Malcolm Agnesia. Oh, brother. <laughs> hey, did Mort Toops call me on the phone? Well,
1: not that I know of, And uh, What about? As
2: soon as Salvador leaves, Mort and I are going fishing. Mort says his launch will be ready about...
1: Somebody say launch is ready? <laughs> <laughs> right, no, no, Cousin Salvador. Launch it was. A friend of McGee's has a launch. They're going fishing in it.
0: Oh, oh. Well, sorry I we'll won't be here to go with him. Love fishing. Nothing like a nice, boiled trout. Oh, well, don't forget to call me for lunch.
1: If Hmm. Cousin Salvador's so fond of fish, maybe I could get some for dinner, McGee. Got any suggestions?
2: Yeah, I think a nice whale steak would be about right for him. I'll whip up half a ton of tartar sauce in the bathtub.
1: Now, don't talk like that, McGee. I love to see a man with a hearty appetite. And after all, look what he's doing for me, fixing up my antique table.
2: Well, as soon as he gets through waxing it... Hello, folks. Waxing what?
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: Hello, Mr. Wilcox. You can hear the word wax about as far as Cousin Salvador can hear the word
0: food. Who'd you say? No. (laughs) Oh, peace. I I repeat, waxing what? My
1: antique table that used to be in the hall there, Mr. Wilcox. Cousin Salvador is putting it in shape for me.
0: Oh, yes, that's a beautiful table, Molly. An heirloom, was it? Her Aunt Sarah gave it to her when we were married, Junior. First piece of furniture we ever owned. Well, I'm sorry it was a table you were talking about and not a beautiful manolium-covered...
1: What was that again, Mr. Wilcox?
0: I said, if you'd only been talking about a kitchen floor covered with Lomola...
2: Manolia...
3: <laughs>
2: Do it some more, Waxy. That's wonderful.
3: <laughs>
1: now, McGee, it probably isn't funny to Mr. Wilcox. What's the matter, Mr. Wilcox? You've been using that word for years without any trouble.
0: Gee, I... I don't know, Molly. I've always talked about linoleum, Lenovo... about kitchen floors that were covered with it and how Johnson's self-polishing glow coat was specifically designed to protect and preserve it.
1: Protect and preserve
0: what? (laughs) Lenormo.
3: Menil.
0: (laughs) Oh, you know. I've always talked about how glow coat is so easy to use, how you just pour it out, spread it around and let it dry for 20 minutes or less, and how it restores the beauty and luster to worn and faded old... old... old what, old man? (laughs) floor coverings that you use Johnson's glow coat on. Oh, what's the matter with me? I can say limoleum... Manoleum...
1: Oh, now, you're just temporarily twisted up, Mr. Wilcox. Can you say the Leith police dismisseth
3: us?
2: The Leith police dismisseth us. Very good, Junior. Now then, the sinking steamer stunk. <laughs>
0: I think you mean the sinking steamer stunk. the <laughs> stunk.
3: Fine. And now, uh,
1: now say English mustard.
2: English mustard? Is that a tongue twister?
1: Did you ever eat any?
0: <laughs> oh, folks, this is silly. Look, don't say anything to Racine about this, will you? Gee, if I can't even pronounce what they recommend their product what for... What do they
2: recommend Glowcoat for, Junior? The moly. Maloli
0: Oh, this is terrible. I'm ruined.
1: You know, McGee, that could really be serious.
2: Hmm, you're telling me, kiddo. I had to give up a swell job selling in for the same reason.
1: <laughs> I
2: never could pronounce in Yeah,
1: but just think... It's Mister Wilcox's livelihood. Uh-huh. If he can't tell people what it is that Johnson's Glowcoat protects and preserves,
2: why? Preserves, guys, whole
0: color. Yes, I think black very the finest kind of preserve. Look,
2: Salvy, look. We were talking about how Glowcoat preserves linoleum. <laughs>
0: linoleum. Yes.
2: Oh.
1: Oh, I should have asked him how he was coming along with my table. <clears throat> Better
2: not to. No expert likes to answer questions in the middle of a job. I remember once I was Come in. Hello, folks. Oh, hi, Wimp, old
5: man. Oh, have a chair, Mr. Wimple. Oh, no, thank you ever so much, Mrs. McGee. I can't stay but a teen minute, and I hope you won't think me rude if I keep my head on. Oh,
2: that's okay, Wimp. Got a bandage on your head
5: or something? Oh, no, Mr. McGee. I'm just sensitive about being bald.
1: (laughs) Bald? Why, Mr. Wimple, you're not bald. You've got lots of hair.
5: Not since this morning, Mrs. McGee. Oh, Sweetie face... That's my big old wife. (laughs) Sweetie Face tried an experiment and all my hair came out. Mm
2: -hmm. Pretty drastic experiment, kid. What was she experimenting with? A new hair tonic?
5: No. She was taking her life-saving examinations at the municipal swimming pool. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to see how far she could drag a man underwater by his hair.
1: (laughs) Heavenly days, and how far could she?
5: (laughs) I really don't know, Mrs. McGee. They say I was lying in the bottom of the pool quite a while before she noticed she only had a bunch of hair in her hand. (laughs) She gave me the very dickens for not keeping up with her.
2: She thinks she would, Wimp. Very inconsiderate of you.
1: How long before they brought you two, Mr. Wimple?
5: Oh, they brought me three in less than five minutes. (laughs) Two Boy Scouts and a fireman. Then just as I was breathing again, somebody said, Throw water in his face. (laughs) And Sweetie Face, who's really a quick thinker, said, I've got a better idea. Let's throw his face in the water. <laughs> and she did.
2: You've had a strenuous day, Wimp, it seems as if.
5: Well, that wasn't the worst of it, Mr. McGee. Sweetie Face got into an argument with a swimming instructor mm-hmm. about whether a hundred-foot dive would or would not break a man's neck. For your information, it won't. <laughs> not every time, Anyway.
1: Heavenly days, Mister Wimple, a hundred foot dive. You might have drowned.
5: Oh, there was no danger of that, Mrs. McGee. Sweetie Face threw me into the shallow end.
2: <laughs> Wimp, I predict that one of these days Sweetie Face is going too far with you, and you're going to revolt.
5: You're so right, Mister McGee. When she interrupted my Spanish lesson a little while ago, I stood up on my hind feet and I read her the riot act. Believe me.
2: Good for you. What did she say to that, Wimp?
5: Oh. She just laughed. Hmm. Fortunately, she doesn't understand Spanish. (laughs) Well, I'll see you later, folks. (laughs) Goodbye.
0: The King's Men sing Shoe Fly Pie and Apple Pan dolly. If you want to do
6: right by your appetite, if you're fussy about your food, Take a choo choo today off Boston Way We'll put you in the happiest mood with Shoe fly pie an apple pan Dolly makes your eyes light up. your Tommy say howdy Shoe fly pie an apple pan Dolly. I never get enough of that wonderful stuff. Shoo 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 shoe fly pie an apple fan dowdy makes the sun come up, whenever it's cloudy. Shoo fly pie and apple pan, dowdy, I never get enough of that wonderful stuff. Mama, when you bake, Mama, oh, I don't want cake, Mama, for my sake, go to the oven and make some ever loving shoe pie, apple, dowdy, makes your eyes light up. You tell me, say, howdy, shoot, fly, fly, and apple pan, howdy. I never get enough of that wonderful stuff. Never get enough of that wonderful stuff. I never get enough of that shoot, fly, apple pan stuff.
1: Goodness, McGee, Cousin Salvador is taking an awfully long time to polish up my antique table.
2: That's because he's a good workman, that's why. When he brings it back upstairs, I'll bet you it won't have a wobble in it. Hey, ain't it almost time for L-U-N-C-H?
1: Yes, but I've got to have some uh, G-R-O-C-E-R-I-E-S. Oh. Will you run over to the market?
2: Yeah, pretty soon. Give me the list.
1: Here you are. Okay. But I use my own abbreviations. Huh? Head cab is head of cabbage. Uh Uh-huh. Cake flow is cake flour. Oh, yeah. And C band means see if they have any bananas. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: What's this? LSMFT.
1: Laundry soap and meat
2: for tomorrow. <laughs> I thought maybe just.
3: Was... Come
1: in. Well, my goodness, Mayor Latrivia. Do come in, Your Honor. Thank
0: you. Been house cleaning, folks? No, no. we haven't, Latrive. What gave you that idea? I noticed you'd moved some things out of the
2: hall, that uh, beautiful old table, for instance.
1: Oh, that's being, uh... <laughs> Well, I don't know if uh, I don't...
2: should... Don't worry about it, Latrive. Hey, did I hear you were renting your apartment? No, no, we're not, McGee. And <laughs>
0: for a ridiculous reason. Yeah?
1: What's that, Your Honor?
0: Simply because we can't get no vacancy signs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for a supposedly educated guy, La Trivia, you talk awful bum grammar. Can't get no vacancy signs. Ah!
1: Yes. Even himself here knows it should be. I can't get any vacancy signs.
0: But I don't want any vacancy signs. I want no vacancy signs. (laughs) Well, if you don't want none or any, what are you beefing about?
1: If you wanted a vacancy sign and couldn't get it, then you'd have a legitimate complaint, your honor.
0: But I have got a complaint. I can't find no vacancy signs. It's any vacancy signs, Latrive, not no vacancy signs. It's no vacancy signs I want. I don't want vacancy signs. Vacancy signs I can get. But I can't get no vacancy sign.
1: Look, Mr. Mayor, I don't want to seem schoolteacherish, but you must never use a double negative, like I ain't got no nothing.
3: <laughs> or I can't
1: get no this or that.
2: You ought to know that, Latrivia. College man like you. Didn't you ever learn that a subjunctive takes a plural negative when used as a predicate? LAUGHTER I never learned any such thing. I merely stated now, that Now, let's I was...
1: get this straight, Your Honor. Yeah. You said you were not renting your apartment because you couldn't get any vacancy signs.
0: I didn't say that, Mrs. McGee. I said I couldn't get no vacancy signs.
3: Aha. Uh-huh. And
0: that's where your grammar falls on its pus, Latrivia. You see, <laughs> there's nothing the matter with my grammar. That's
2: nice.
1: Don't forget to send her flowers on Mother's Day.
2: Who? <laughs> your grandmother, bless her heart. I didn't say anything about my grandmother. And if my English is not predicate,
0: I mean if you plural a vacancy into... Look, a no vagrancy uh, vacancy sign. When I said I couldn't get none, uh, any, uh, some, you said
3: I... (laughs) McGee?
0: Yes? Did you ever think of studying to be a chiropractor?
1: Why, I don't think he ever did, Your
0: Honor. Why, Well, you'd better. Huh? I don't mind having my leg pulled, but you'd bide George be ready to put it back where it belongs. <laughs> good day.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't think we should have done that, McGee. Done what? Scolded him merely because his grandmother didn't speak good English. <laughs>
3: No, I
2: don't suppose we should. And we didn't even know his old grandmother.
1: And besides, the mayor's such a grand man.
0: Such nice manners.
2: Yeah.
1: I think he's just an old peach.
0: Peach? Where? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite fruit, Peaches. Love them raw, can. Oh, hey,
1: uh, Molly. Yes, Cousin Salvador.
0: Got a little surprise for you. For
1: me? Mm-hmm. Oh, goody. I wonder what it could be.
0: Well, uh, shut your eyes for a minute. That's it. Hey, uh, favor, give me a hand here, will you? Okay, boy. Oh. Uh, just help me get it through the door here. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, Salvador, oh, quiet. you should... Quiet, I let it be a surprise to her. Okay, Molly, open your eyes and take a look.
4: What, uh... uh what is it?
0: That old table you had sitting in an upstairs hall. Ooh. Sure fixed her up, didn't it? Cut the legs off a of mite and put it up to wormholes and <laughs> sanded her down and gave her three coats of red paint. Oh. Makes a swell coffee table.
3: Oh, Salvador, you... My
6: beautiful old table.
0: Oh, now, don't cry, Molly. I was glad to do it. <laughs> Shucks, you and Fever been so good to me, I felt I had to do something, so... Yeah, I but... D- uh, oh, I can't stand uh,
3: it, no. I
0: can't. <laughs> Jiminy, women sure do take on when they're happy, don't they?
2: Happy? Why, you human tapeworm, don't you realize that table was her proudest possession? That's been standing there in the front hall now, ever wait since wait a minute, it... wait a minute. This
0: here's the old one out of the upstairs hall. Huh? The one from the downstairs hall here is a valuable antique. Don't you realize that? Oh, I just tightened that up and waxed it. I'll bring it up later. Say, uh, ain't lunch ready now, by the down... Oh, huh? great, isn't it? Getting all set for the sunny days to come. Shining up your golf clubs, buying a new hat, planning your garden. Well, that's fine, but don't forget to give a thought to the appearance of your car. Johnson's car new and little of your time will turn your old bus into a car you'll be proud to drive. Of course, I don't mean car new will make it look quite like that new one you're waiting for, but it sure will give it a beautiful polish. Carnew is the famous wax-fortified liquid cleaner that both cleans and polishes in one easy application. Just apply it, rubbing only hard enough to loosen the grime and road dirt. In a few minutes, car dries to a white powder. And when you wipe this powder off, oh, man, how that finish shines. Dirt and dullness disappear like magic, and your car looks practically new again. Better still, you won't be all tired out. There's no hard rubbing with car Try it, won't you? Johnson's Car spelled C-A-R-N-U.
1: Sorry, I went to all to pieces like that. But I thought Salvador had ruined my beautiful antique table. Yeah,
2: me too. But I should have known he knew what he was doing. Fixing up furniture is pie for him. Pie for me, you say? Yeah, you're darn right, boy. Any kind you want. <laughs> Good night.
3: <laughs> Good night, all.
0: This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night.